Bears, you're in for a very, very special treat today. We're joined by our special guest, Jamie Ellis, who's a certified professional coach, a communication strategist, as well as a speaker and author. Jamie, welcome to the Como Factor. We're so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. So Jamie, just to get us warmed up and started, can you tell us a little bit about who Jamie is? Sure. So a little bit of background on my professional side. I'm a former B2B tech marketing executive. I chose the, the typical corporate career path where I climbed the corporate ladder in my 20s and 30s. I hit a point of extreme burnout. So I decided to hit restart on my life and my career. And I launched a couple of new businesses. I went out to, to try writing a book, which will be published next year, and really just made space for new things and new people in my life which is kind of my mantra all around. Fantastic. Well, Christine and I can certainly resonate and relate to what you're saying about resetting from the corporate uh, corporate world. She and I launched our own company, the Como Group, last year. So it is, uh, it is very exciting. That's fantastic. And uh, tell us a little bit about uh, this book that you're publishing. What, what is it about? Sure. So... The title is not finalized yet, but the working title is called Bridging the Gap, When You've Changed But Your World Hasn't Kept Up. So the, the book is for people who have gone on this road of growth and transformation, and then when they get to the next phase of their journey, they realize that not everything in their life fits. And super common when you go through a transformative period in your life to notice that there's shifts in your relationships or the work that you're doing or your home or even just how your relationship with yourself is. Um, I personally felt this. I saw this with a lot of my clients and I realized that this was kind of a trap door to the growth journey conversation that I wanted to open and expand the conversation around. I love that. We can't wait to, to read it. So that said, can you share with us some of the life goals that you have for yourself? You mentioned that you've gone through, you know, this this period of change where you transitioned from the corporate world to um, to personal. But what are some of the, the life goals that you have for yourself, Jamie? Sure. So on a micro level, I think the most obvious one is you finishing up the book, which is targeted to be published in May of 2022. The purpose for the book is to one, share more about my story and the stories of others that are really inspiring and to you know, get these methods to more people that can help them create a more nurturing environment for their continued growth. But I want to take that book and turn it into different modalities like courses and workshops and be able to scale these ideas to more people, make it more accessible. On a macro level, I just really want to live a balanced life and practice these things that I've that I've built and that I'm sharing with more people. I want to build something that makes me proud. I want to help people connect with themselves. But in general, when I think about my life goals, you know, I could list off a million different goals that I have. I'm a very goal-oriented person when it comes to the things I want to do. But I also try to really think about the person that I want to be versus the things that I want to do. So I'm somebody who loves future self work. Um, it's something that I do with my clients. It's something I've done a lot of myself. So I try to picture myself, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, and think of who that version of Jamie is, what she likes, what she's motivated by, 
you know, guess some of the things that she's achieved, but really how she shows up for herself, how she shows up for other people, what her energy is like. Um, and when I think about the, that version of myself just a few years from now, she's very calm, she's rested, she's clear, she's confident. So that's what I think of when I, when I think about the momentum behind some of the what goals. I love that. And I'm sure you're hitting all the right spots with many of our listeners right now who are going through, you know, a similar similar period where they're trying to figure out, you know, where it is that they want to go. Um, that said, you know, you talked a lot about uh, some of the, the concepts that you've got in your in your uh, book that you're authoring that's going to be published next spring. Today, though, if your life story were to be published in a book, what would the book title be? And what would the, the book cover say? So it's so funny. I was thinking about this and I am writing a book. And so that title doesn't necessarily sum up my life to date, but that one kind of kept popping up. And I'm like, well, what is it that led me here to this title, to this concept? And the things that came to mind were around something like you already know, or listen to your gut or speak up because every turning point in my life if there's been any doubt in my mind about the direction that I was going or a decision that I was making, if I was just able to push through that doubt and really listen to the things that I knew, everything worked out perfectly. And it's really powerful to give yourself permission to believe, okay, I do really know what I'm talking about. I literally already know the answers to the questions that I'm asking myself. And I just have to trust that. Yeah. And it's, it's often easier said than done, isn't it? Um, For sure. So would you say that that's the personal transformation that, that you underwent is like having that light bulb go off and being able to and start believing in yourself? Or is there another personal transformation that was significant for you that you felt really kind of brought you to, to where you are today? I think one of the more, I've had a few transformations, but one of the more um, transformative periods was related to that period of burnout that I mentioned before. So I abruptly lost my job a few years ago. And I always have believed that when that happens, when you're forced into change, it can be a blessing, but it's very hard to see that and to feel that in the moment. But I was overworked. I was working around the clock. I wasn't sleeping. I had no meaningful connections in my life. I mean, I, I had friends, I had a partner, I had you know, relationships with my family, but there was no depth to the connections that I had with them anymore because I was completely depleted. I also had some pretty serious and scary health stuff happening. I was told that I needed two very serious surgeries to fix some chronic pain that I had. And you know, I was in my mid-30s and this didn't make sense. There was no reason why I should be that age and in the amount of pain that I was in and being told by two different doctors that I needed surgery. So when this change was forced on me and I was kind of forced to look in the mirror and say, okay, who is this person? Is this the life that I want to be? You know, I'm, I'm following the plan that I laid out for myself, you know, more than a decade ago. Does this plan still make sense? Is this the direction that I want to go? And I took a break for my entire life. So I went into a cocoon. I focused on healing. I focused on getting to know myself again. I threw everything that I thought I knew out the window and thought, okay, I'm going to start fresh. I'm going to really understand who I am at this phase in my life. And when I did that, I completely changed my perspective on a lot of things, on my career, um, on how I spent my time, on the people I spent my time with. And then when I was ready to 
you know, come out on the other side and reintroduce myself to my old world, I realized that there were a lot of clashes that I had to address. And so there was a lot of like cleaning out of closets. I had to reorganize everything. I had to try everything on again. I had to see what worked. Um, was there something that could be repurposed? Was were the, some relationships things that were from a different season that I'm never going to want in my life again? And if if that's if that's the case, um, how do I navigate that gracefully and with kindness? So these were all things that I was going through on top of the growth journey and the transformative period that I had. Yeah, so I think that was the that was the impetus for a lot of the. Um, a lot of the stuff that's been happening in my life for the last couple of years. Yeah. And I mean, that's a lot, right? That's a big uh, list of things <laughs> that, that you kind of cleaned out of the closet, so to speak. But was there a particular moment where, uh, where you found clarity about what it is that you wanted to transform? Or was it more that, you know, with, with the layoff um, of your job, like all of a sudden, you know, it just kind of, you were forced into it. How did you go about finding clarity? So I would say it was probably the, when I lost my job and I had to really face what was happening to me from a health perspective Mm -hmm. and I couldn't compartmentalize those feelings and that stress anymore. So I think that that's really where that moment was when I, when I woke up and I was like, who is this person? I don't, I looked terrible. I was exhausted, um, physically, mentally, emotionally. So that it was definitely the wake up call in the moment that I realized that I had a choice to make and that I wanted to, I wanted to make a choice to get myself to a different place. Yeah. And I know what you mean. It's like, and I had a similar experience in terms of, you know, finding out that I had cancer, um, just ironically through, through a car accident, you know, it came up on, on an MRI and it really kind of wakes you up, you know, Mm -hmm. and it makes you kind of all of a sudden look outwards, right. And inwards, um, to really kind of assess, like, is this where I really want to be? in my life today. Um, that said, are there any particular tools that, that you used as you were kind of going through this? Because, you know, you yourself said, right, you were going through a lot of emotions and it was just a flood of, of things happening all at once. And oftentimes it can feel very overwhelming, but Mm -hmm. how did you stay on track, you know, as you were experiencing all these different things? So I, I put up boundaries pretty quickly with a lot of people in my life. And I said, basically, I need a minute. Um, I'm probably going to go a little dark for a while, a little silent, but I will let you know when I'm back. But I just, I need some time to process and, um, and to heal and to rest. So I did that with a, with a few relationships where they would have, there would have been a noticeable difference if I had, you know, taken a step back from the relationship. Um, Did a lot of reflecting. I'm a really big believer in journaling and doing both like present journaling and then past reflections and future visioning. Those are all things that I find really valuable. But one of the most powerful things that I did was accept a very generous offer from a friend to lead me through a guided meditation where I connected to a future version of myself. And I'm a very logical science driven person. So I'll dip my toes in things like this, but it's not something that I lead with. So I went into it open-minded, but wasn't expecting to be wowed. And it was just such a beautiful experience. And I, it just kind of broke the glass on all of these things that I knew deep down within myself that I didn't let myself feel or think. And I really connected with who that person is and 
what she's like and saw the version of my life that I wanted to reach sometime in the next few years. And it served as a grounding tool for me because as I started navigating and piecing my life back together and rebuilding what I wanted to be my new normal, that was my guidepost that I'd come back to. And I'd say, okay, does this decision bring me closer to that version of myself or further away? And having that tool in my back pocket has been so, so it's a different kind of support. It's really comforting. Yeah, I bet. And, um, and I'm sure it was amazing to kind of see what that future looked like in 3D, you know, as you're going through this exercise uh, with your friend. So how did you end up, you know, as, as you then had this, this outcome of where you wanted to be, how did you end up taking ownership uh, to make sure that you were able to, to attain that, that future vision of yours? So ownership and accountability is something that's, it's such an interesting concept. Um, I think it takes a lot of practice and, and trying different things, but ultimately I think I've been able to stay the course because I have this bigger vision of, you know, yes, what I'm working towards, but why and who I want to be when I get there. And it makes it easier to stay motivated. I've definitely learned tricks along the way about how to take these big ideas and break them into more micro steps so that they're manageable. And I've built really incredible supportive communities of other women who some of some of their lives look like mine, very similar stages in developing their businesses, and some have much more traditional backgrounds. But the collective mix of perspectives and um, support has been a tremendous help for me. So we'll meet, you know, once a week, once every other week in some groups and just share the progress that we've made, something that we're proud of, and then the you know, anything that we're stuck on that we could use some troubleshooting or support around. And I think that's made a, a big difference in enabling me to generate that self-accountability. Absolutely. And surrounding yourself with like-minded people that have similar goals, I think is, is such a great way to, to ensure that you are um, taking ownership and accountability and, and staying on track. So you know, a lot of what you're saying is also about having a meaningful mindset and at Como, you know, that's a big part of, of uh, what drives us is, is our mindset, you know, and making sure that it's, it's purpose-driven as you were going through this transformation journey. And as you're still going through it, I would say, um, how do you ensure a meaningful mindset? Is it for you, is it more purpose-driven or um, you know, do you have some sort of reminders um, that that you surround yourself with aside from that accountability group of women? Um, how do you how do you ensure that your mindset, you know, stays on track to to that desired outcome that you wish to have? It's definitely a practice and I'm not perfect at it, but I find that creating stability in my morning routine really helps me keep an intentional mindset throughout the day. So I have I have a very, a very special morning routine that's very near and dear to my heart. I wish I could bottle it and give it to people. Um, but I, I get up three hours before I want to start working. I meditate first thing. I then sit with my journals and do my morning pages and um, set out some intentions for the day. I'll have a cup of coffee, um, usually do some form of exercise and stretching, and then I'll get ready for my day, make a breakfast, and then sit down and work. And I try to not touch my cell phone until 
then. Sometimes I'll look at it after the journaling before working out. But I think that those acts of self-care and really creating consistency in your routine give you so much power over your mindset. And it feels like I have more control of it throughout the day. So when something interrupts it, I'm able to intercept that negative thought or that distraction because I've set myself up for success on the front end of the day. Those are, those are really fantastic uh, tools um, that I think we can all use and, uh, and pick up at any time um, in our transformation journey. So Jamie, you know, I just love your energy and, um, and your mindset. When did you discover, um, you know, what was one of a kind or unique about you? And what would you say that that really is? That's a great question. So I've always been somebody who's been good at getting things done. Um, and I never really understood why that was, but throughout every job that I've had, and even in college and back into high school, I was really good at finding solutions in amongst problems. And I was always drawn to problem solving. I loved puzzles. I've always loved using that part of my brain where I'm trying to look at a mess and make a really positive solution out of it. A couple of years ago, I read this book called The Genius Habit by an author named Laura Garnett. And it's entire methodology is built around helping you understand what your genius is and how to name it and how to speak to it. So I read this book and realized that my superpower is message excavating. So I can go in and I'm a, I'm a words of affirmation person. I'm a writer. I love words. I love language, but I can go in and take a ton of information or thoughts and I can distill it into something that's really clear and concise. And I've always been really natural that it's always come really naturally to me but I realized that when I stepped into coaching in the last few years I can do this for my clients almost seamlessly and it's it's a it's a value for them and it makes me feel so alive when I'm doing it it gives me so much energy and so much fuel it's so much fun for me um and so I I think that that's that's kind of when I really understood what my superpower was was when I read that book and looking backwards, I see it in every area of my life. You've been listening to the Como Factor podcast, a show featuring personal and professional transformation stories. Hosted by transformation practitioners and co-founders of the Como Group, Christine Strobush and Sonal Trevetti. If you like our show, please give us a rating and a review, and be sure to share our podcast with your friends, colleagues, or family. If you'd like to follow along online, join our community on LinkedIn and bookmark our website, thecomofactor.com, to receive show updates and inspirational content daily. Maybe uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here as you were describing, you know, your love of being able to go in and, and solve big problems, you know, bring order to chaos. I really resonate with you on that because that's kind <laughs> of where, where I am. And I, I miss, so what is the name of your superpower? Something excavating. Could you say that one more time? Yes. Yeah, so message excavating, um, message it, excavating. Yes. And I, I'm just, I'm able to create a really clear message or a solution or an idea out of a mountain of 
information. So I can, I can just pull out the right details and make something make sense amongst a huge, you know, volume of, of other thoughts. That's, it's really brilliant. If you look back at, you know, you're telling us about your career, that you're in this B2B marketing, you mm -hmm. know, there's a lot of messaging there um, mm -hmm. in that. Did you make that connection and go, okay, yeah. I can see why I was drawn to that. Yep. So it, exactly. Um, I, when I looked back at my career and so I had reached a point too, you know, once you reach the executive level in a, any field, I was at the vice president level you don't get to do a lot of the things that excited you about that field to start with. And it's a lot more people management and strategy and shielding your team from things that they don't need to be stressed about. And I had gotten so far away from the message excavating, which was what excited me, excited me about marketing from the start of my career. But yes, throughout my career, I was, I was working at enterprise B2B technology companies that didn't have sexy products. They had very complex solutions that were really hard to market. And they were necessary solutions and they were sold to big businesses, but it wasn't, it wasn't something with a catchy logo or tagline or you couldn't you didn't have a ton of room to get creative around that. So I really had to work hard to take these complex technologies and make them, you know, something that people could use and sell to a wide range of people. Fascinating. I'm I'm definitely going to have to read this book. I'm like you. I'm a, I'm an avid uh, I'm an avid reader. Um, now, before we uh, before we started, you said something uh, you shared with us that uh, you know you've read a whole bunch uh, this year in support of your book. Do you want to share with our listeners a little bit about that? Because I'm impressed. Sure. So um, I'll give you. I'm looking at the stack of books on my shelf right now, I'll give you some of the highlights that I loved. So The Genius Habit wasn't last year, but that is one of my favorite books. Um, mm -hmm. I actually work with the author. I was able to connect with her later on, was really a vocal ambassador for her book. And she ended up training me on her methods. And so I coach people through her business. Um, so The Genius Habit by Laura Garnett is a great one. I love How to Do the Work by Nicole LaPera. I feel like that goes really deep in helping you understand the emotional limitations that you might have developed as a child and how those reflect into your adult life and how you can work to unravel those and retrain your mind. Um, Atomic Habits by James Clear. I love that mm -hmm. one. I'm, a, I'm big on habit building and productivity and time hacks. Um, Ask for More by Alexandra Carter. I've read that one twice. It's one of my favorite books. I gift it to a lot of my clients. Um, it takes negotiating and breaks it down into just an everyday practice that you can use in steering any conversation that you have. Um, so I highly, highly recommend that one, especially for women, because we're not always the best at asking for more. And this, this makes it a little more um, within reach for a lot of us. Um, wow. Yeah. So I don't know if, if I should keep going. That's, nope. that's a few already. Nope. <laughs> those are some great, uh, those are some great suggestions and, and, you know, it's just amazing talking and uh and listening to you i just see and feel this energy and i see so much intention um with you and it just comes out as you're telling the story and i love this concept where you're describing you know this process you went through to really get the clarity of your future self and so now as we pivot just a little bit to talk on the on the realm of professional transformation so 
you went through, you were, you know, in an executive uh, role, you know, burnout, trust me, Sonal and I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, you know, and, and I reflect often that I used to run on probably about an eighth of a tank of gas and run, 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 recharge on the weekends and then start all over again. And if I had one bad night of sleep, I mean, it was horrible. And, you know, we both, Sonal and I both prioritized our health as we're building this life with balance. And, and now, you know, it's not that big of a deal. If you have one bad night of sleep, it doesn't disrupt, you know, my entire week. And it's just, uh, it's, it, I know, I guess I'm rambling a little bit, but I know exactly what you're talking about with that, with that burnout. And then you're going into this, I'm going to go start this new business venture. And, um, you did so much reflection and soul searching. And I'm wondering if we could drill into that a little bit, that experience and, also think about, you know, if we've got some of our listeners that are considering, you know, a big professional change, and it could be going from, you know, one company to another, or perhaps, you know, like we have taken, you know, going from working in corporate America for someone else to saying, you know what, I'm going to trust myself. And I'm going to believe that I, I do have those answers. And I can, you know, take that leap of faith and go create the life that I want. So could we speak just a, a little bit about maybe that experience that you went through? I, you know, you, you spoke a little bit that on the on the on the personal side, but professionally, how did you go about, you know, getting clarity for your business and, you know, what kind of offerings you wanted to to provide? And, um, you know, how, how did you get that business off the ground? Maybe sharing some some insights and nuggets for our listeners could be could be great. Sure. So. I'm big on the concept of bridges and the, the working title of my book is Bridging the Gap. <laughs> so it's, mm-hmm. um, it's no surprise, but I, I'm really big on finding bridges to the next thing, finding stepping stones, finding the, not the end point, but just the next point. Mm-hmm. And when I first went on this journey, you know, I'm not independently wealthy. I needed to have income and mm-hmm. I decided to to launch a consultancy that allowed me to use the skills that I was trained in that I could be compensated for. So my marketing skills and started with that in a very part-time basis as a fractional CMO for a small startup. Um, So I would go in to a, a startup that didn't have much of a marketing department and I'd help them establish some of their foundations. I'd help them understand the type of roles that they needed in house. I would help them find people train them and then phase out. So it was a really great way for me to, you know, use my brain and something that I'm trained in to feel like I had an impact, but to have an end in sight, because I knew that this wasn't what I wanted to do, but I wanted to keep, you know, exercising those parts of my brain and and making money. So I did that for a couple of years while I kind of built this on the side. And Mm -hmm. I had, I had many epiphanies, many aha moments that continued to confirm that coaching and consulting were the things that I really liked to do. So I started pursuing a formal coaching certification to, to really commit to it, to see how I liked it. And once I did that, I launched a pilot coaching program and I did all of this while I had my marketing consultancy running. So I was able to split my time between the two. And then once I decided that that was really the direction I wanted to go, I slowly phased out that part of my business and shifted fully to focus on coaching and writing the book. 
So I, I'm really big on listening to your intuition and trusting your gut and knowing if something's not working, you need to make a change and a decision. But I'm also really big on having a safety net and just creating these bridges to the next phase. Beautiful. And, and I love the, I love the idea of the bridges. You know, you can, you can think strategically and you can envision, you know, what your business strategy may be, you know, three years, five years, 10 years down the line. But in the end, we have to, you know, the decisions that we make today, the steps that we make today, you know, we have to make the best decisions we can with the information that we have. And I, I like this analogy that you've got of the bridge. You're going to take that. What's the next right move that you're going to take? Interesting. So, Jamie, could you share with us, um, and I'm not sure how far out your your future self-visioning goes out, but I would love to hear if you've got that view of, of Jamie in, in 10 years. Um, I'm not sure if you've gone you know, beyond that, but just to, to, give, um, to give some more color to our listeners and maybe some tips that they could go through if they wanted to envision that future self and um and start building that bridge to to create that future to create that life that they want of course so future jamie is <laughs> i think i said she's very calm and light and clear um in this meditation that i did i sat down and had a conversation with her and i asked her a few things about my life and the direction that i wanted to go and the she gave me a few concrete pieces of advice, but they were largely around like, just wait, it's coming. You'll see you're on the right path. It's all going to happen. And she, she had almost this like funny smirk, like, Oh, just wait, you have no idea what's coming. And <laughs> it's, that's a very me thing to do. And it, it, of course it's me, you know, I'm envisioning all of this in my head, but it was, it was just such a warm experience, but she, one of the funnier things that I like to share with people is that I'm, I've always been on the clumsy side. And as a child, I didn't wear a lot of white things because I spilled everything on my clothes. And even now I do that. I don't do it as much as I used to, but I'm, I'm still a little bit clumsy. Um, and the future version of myself was wearing all white. And I thought that was really interesting because I feel like She's probably found a way to slow down and be more present because, you know, clumsiness tends to happen when I'm not fully with myself. <laughs> so I thought that was an interesting nuance that I picked up on that, um, and I, that was comforting in a way, but she, based on where she was living, what her house looked like, the, the air about her, it was definitely the direction that I can see my life going. It's, it's something that I envision a lot. I'll tell you, um, a couple of months before Sonal and I launched our book earlier this year, we went through a process to get uh, full clarity of what we envisioned our book launch party to be. And uh, it, 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 it drove such a high level of emotion. You can visualize it, you can see it, you know, and, and if we have that clarity, and that's where we're very intentional with Como, starts with clarity. If you've got that, if you can see it, you can make it happen. And yeah. uh, I don't know if you, you've thought about uh, with your book coming up, but I would I would highly recommend, you know, spend some time really thinking about what that's going to feel like and what you're going to do um, when your book is uh, is is launched. Great, great idea. I love doing that. Um, you know, 
chemically, we're actually creating new neural pathways in our brains when we go through those exercises of envisioning things into the future. And it, it, it literally creates space in your brain to consider more things, to be more open to things, to notice opportunities. So it's a really powerful way to, to make stuff happen. That's awesome. Well, here's a question for you, Jamie. Um, you know, as a successful female business owner, entrepreneur, author, what advice would you give to other women that maybe aren't as far along on this path as you are? What advice would you give to them to to get started, to maybe build that first bridge? I think the best thing that you can do for yourself that costs you absolutely nothing is to just talk, be vocal about things that interest you or inspire you or motivate you. And, you know, similar to envisioning a future, something, event, version of yourself or whatever, the more you talk about something, the more people associate you with that thing and they'll remember and they'll connect you to someone or they'll have a resource to recommend to you. And you never know what, what you're going to uncover. And if you just speak it out loud, you'll be amazed at the things that start coming back to you. It's so true. It's so true. I will say, um, so I totally agree with you. And I would add to that, you know, under the heading of the, of the book for us, when we spoke out loud the first time, number one, that we were starting a business and number two, that we were writing a book it kind of drives a certain level of accountability too, because mm-hmm. we aren't the kind of people that just, you know, cause you, we all know those people that, that say all these things, but don't follow through. Um, if I say it, like I'm going to do it. And, and I think verbalizing that is a, is a great forcing function um, to help uh, ramp up the uh, ownership and accountability also, at least I believe so. Completely agree. And it's, it's great when you know something is something you want to do. So like if you knew you wanted to write a book and likewise for myself, speaking it out loud is such a great way to, to establish some sort of accountability for yourself. But even if you're not there yet and you're not quite sure what your decision is going to be, or if you're fully committed to something, even just expressing that that's something that interests you or inspires you can help you figure it out so much sooner. And people are, people love hearing those things. Um, and sometimes we get caught up in our, in our thoughts of, you know, is this going to make me seem this way or overthinking something and just saying, this is something that interests me. What's your experience with it? Or what are your thoughts on it? Or I've been really inspired by this person or motivated by this. And the more vocal you are, the more things just really open up. You are, you are right on. That is, uh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I like it. So, uh, so Jamie, I think as we as we start to to wrap up this, I think you've given us all so many things to uh, to think about. We've got some great book recommendations. Um, I think I'm going to start with the Genius Habit, and uh, and definitely on the Ask for More uh, for me. And I, I think there's a few others here, and we'll have to make sure those those come out in the show notes um, as well. So we want to thank you for that and just sharing some of your um, your tips and tricks. I can tell, again, you're very intentional and very methodical. Um, and I, I just I love the approach and the, and the transformation that you've gone through. Totally uh, very inspiring for me and uh, and I'm sure also for uh, for Sonal. So as we're as we're wrapping up, 
I'd love to ask you, we spent a lot of time talking about your future self. What if you could go back and let's say 20 years ago and write a simple postcard to your former self? If you could do that, what would you say to your former self? So I, lo- I love this question. And that reminds me that I, I didn't fully answer the, the question that you asked before about how people can can start to do some of this work. And this is one of the things that I do with my clients before we're thinking yeah. about the future. We actually look backwards. So I have them write a letter to themselves, you know, whatever amount of time it is, five years ago, 10 years ago, and tell them, you know, remind them what they're struggling with and how they got from there to where they are now, what they love about their life now, um, the things that they're excited about, and really get into this mindset of seeing that past version of yourself. And then once we do that, we'll look forward and have them write a letter to their future selves um, or from their future self to their present self and have them envision what that letter might say to them and how they got to where they want to go. And it's, it's a really cool way to see yourself as different versions. And I think that's a really great way to, to prime your mind and open yourself up to, to this concept. But if I had to write a letter to myself 20 years ago, I, I think I would say, just don't worry so much and let everything that you're doing, just do it and don't question it. Um, and it, it's funny because I, when I was 18 years old, I 17 or 18 years old in high school, I had an English teacher who had us write out a list. I think it was 16, actually, had us write out a list for goals for when we turned 18, 20, and 25. And then we put them in an envelope with our parents' mailing address on them, had them stamped, and I forgot about it. Fast forward to when I was 26, I was getting ready to move to New York City, and I had very temporarily relocated to my childhood home while I was in transition from my old house to my new apartment in the city. And I got the mail one day and there's a letter with my handwriting on it. And it's this letter that I wrote when I was 16 years old and I opened it up and I had done every single thing on the list. Completely Uh, forgot about this. Yeah. It it was, it's such a powerful, heartwarming moment. I tried to track the teacher down, but I was not successful. Um, But he kept it all those years, mailed it to me. And it was such a, powerful reminder at a moment where, you know, moving is stressful. (laughs) Moving is very Uh stressful and moving to a big city is stressful. And I knew that's where I wanted to be, but I, I had days where I had doubts and it was just a great reminder of, you know, exactly what you want to do. Just, just do it and learn as you go. And like, I, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty cool. That story just gave me chills. That, that, that's, that's so amazing on so many levels. Number one, the fact that you had done all those things, I mean, that just shows your power of intention and and you do know those answers. But number two, I look at this and I think, what an amazing teacher. Right. Like somebody that did this and kept that for what, like seven years or longer than uh, that? Yeah, Probably longer. It's closer to 10. Oh my gosh. I mean, how incredible is that? So for any teachers that are listening, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty amazing activity. And that just shows that 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 teacher really cared about uh, about these students to remember to mail that letter. Wow. Very cool. Right. Wow. Well, well, Jamie, we are so honored to to have you on our podcast. Um, You are you have been a true inspiration 
Um, I love, I love how you think. I love the storytelling and I, I cannot wait to read your book. So we're going to have to stay in touch. And I heard May of 2022. Yeah. So we are, uh, we are looking forward to it and, uh, we consider you, you know, part of this Como family and you definitely have the Como factor. So we hope that you keep letting that shine. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure.